Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Welcome to Total Engagement with me, Matt Kuhn, here on the MLW Radio Network. Brought to you by our good friends over there at WrestleZone.com, the world's most widely read internet news site on the planet. I'm Matt Kuhn, and we are doing daily shows. Make sure to subscribe and give us five-star reviews while you're at it. Tell your friends about it. Today, we're going to do a little bit of house cleaning. I have an apology to give the fans. I'm going to explain what it is. For the majority of you who listen who are not on Twitter, I gave an apology on Twitter, but I think it's important I give an apology to everybody. And I will do that. And also, we're going to talk a little bit more about wrestling journalism. We're going to talk about the Ryan Satin, Sasha Banks situation, I suppose. All that and less today on Monday's edition of Total Engagement with me, Matt Coon. I got to tell you, never in my wildest dreams as a dad or as a musician or as a music teacher or as a wrestling fan did I ever think I would ever have rants or anything about Dave Meltzer making up a story about me. And he surely did. And never did I think I would have a podcast and a podcast career where the Meltzer fans hate me and the Russo fans hate me and the Cornette fans hate me. But here we are. And so here we are with kind of a podcast career where people do listen to the show. And those of you know, I'm not afraid to say what I feel, which is probably why some of these people in these fan bases hate me because they don't understand that I can criticize someone that they revere without shitting on them. And a lot of these people are used to being shit on that being said, because of how seriously I take you listeners, I have to apologize. A couple months ago, I had Brad Shepard on to talk about the Eric Bischoff and Paul Heyman hires. It was a last second decision. I'd become friendly with Brad on Twitter because we kind of commiserated together about trolls, you know, and he seemed to be someone that trolls were going after. And I didn't really know the whole story. I knew he was the guy who broke the XFL story and that people kind of shit on him. And to me, that doesn't mean he's not credible. It just means that he's just another reporter that people shit on. And I'm so used to seeing people shit on reporters that it was not something I really factored into my decision-making as to having on the show. Here's the guy who broke the XFL story. He calls himself a WWE insider. I should have done more research, and I didn't. When he was on the show, he really offered nothing. And by the end of the show, I was thinking, man, there's something about this guy that does not seem legit. And I didn't say it at the time, although I did talk to a couple people about it. So for those of you who are thinking I held on to this for a long time, I really didn't because immediately thereafter, Disco Inferno, yes, the Disco Inferno, Inferno questioned my decision of having him on the show by saying he's an insider. And Disco sometimes trolls, so I was like, I didn't even pay attention to it. Actually, I did pay attention to it. I just didn't react to it. And then someone else posted below him like, 
a bunch of predictions and a bunch of tweets that Brad Shepard put up that were just not true. Oh, and, and at the same time, a couple of wrestling journalists that I respect DM'd me and said, dude, you had this guy on your show. And for me, on the surface, it seems like it would be the case of one reporter shitting on another reporter. So, but these are guys who are pretty credible. So I'm like, hey, I don't know this situation. Let me look into it. And after looking into it, it came to my attention that he was a fake. He was a fraud. And that's all I really needed. I really just needed it for myself. I needed to know, okay, I fucked up here. I'm not going to fuck up again. The less attention I give this guy, the better. And I'm going to move on. I'm going to learn from this. And I even told a couple of these journalists, I said, man, I still have a lot to learn. I, I made a mistake. It's fine. I didn't call Brad out because I didn't need to in my own heart to know that I fucked up. And that was a mistake. I probably should have done that immediately. I sh- as soon as I knew for a fact that he was a fraud, and I do, when I say fraud, I mean he either makes up stories, some of the shit he says looks completely made up, or he passes along stories without verifying them that somebody else made up. There is no insider stuff going on. From that point on, when I looked at his tweets through that prism of, is he making this shit up or is he not reliable? Every tweet that he put out was a red flag that like, dude, this guy doesn't know what he's talking about. And then he would do personal attacks on people, whether it be Rusev, whether it be Kalisto's wife. And I'm just like this guy. And then he said things that were just inexplicably false that I knew for a fact. For instance, he reported that next year's SummerSlam, WWE officials were saying that it would be four days in a row, which it always is, in the same venue, and they're going to call the event the Four Horsemen. And I informed Brad. I said, dude, they don't own that trademark. WWE does not own that trademark. This is not real. So... Now I just know this guy's a fake and it's just, it's burning me. It's really kind of pissed me off that this guy got on my show and he fooled me and he fooled my listeners and he's still putting out bullshit. He's doing personal attacks on people. (sighs) Waking up this morning and seeing him. And again, believe me when I say I made sure I knew this guy was a fake. Like I found out for a fact then, then this morning I wake up and he's going after guys I know are good people. Wade Keller, Mike Johnson, Ryan Satin. Let me just say that none of these people are people that I'm like really friends with. I've met all three. I worked with Wade, but quite honestly, as soon as I started working with Russo, Wade cold shouldered me, has never had me back on the show, has never addressed it, but he definitely took me to task, so to speak, in person and by DM for working with Russo. I understand the way he feels, but I don't take shit personally. Like Dave Meltzer lied about me. I don't take it personal. I I think Dave is a perfectly fine person. I think Wade is a really good person. Mike Johnson, as a reporter, maybe has had his faults over the years, as we all do. I mean, when you're a reporter, your job is scrutinized by everybody. It's not like everybody else's job. When you work, nobody sees you fuck up. But overall, the dude is a solid guy. A lot of people I know swear by him. A lot of people I know that, and I respect, swear by him and say he is a solid person and also a very good reporter, very underrated. And then also Ryan Satin, who, even though with the Sasha situation, which we're going to talk about in a second, is a good person too. 
So he just, so I, I just felt the need to straighten him out. When he said Wade Keller doesn't break stories, I just, I said on Twitter, I said, hey, he broke the Moxley story. And then he wrote me this DM and I said, hey, dude, I got to tell you, man, we haven't talked in a while, but I know you're a fake. I know you're a fraud. And either you're doing it as a rib or you're borderline mentally ill. You know, that's kind of the way I saw it. And then he went on the attack for me. He said, I'd leached off of people to get fame, which is hilarious if you think about it, since everybody I've ever worked with came to me, but it's just his way of attacking, whatever. And then I looked and it was someone I knew, like a citizen, not a wrestler, but a fan and someone who works with a lot of different organizations in social media. And he's someone, I would say I consider him a friend, but he's also someone that we haven't always gotten along. And he started going off on him, like talking about how fat he was and stuffing his fat face and all this shit. And in my head, I'm like, you know what? It's time. People need to know about this guy. I should have done it earlier. I just didn't pull the trigger on it. Now, as I said, I do know for a fact he's a fraud and a fake as far as someone who reports verifiable true news. But I should not have waited. And I should not have had it on. I should have vetted him. I sincerely apologize to all of you. I'm going to do better. It's my fault. It's 100% on me. 1,000%. I find in life that self-accountability is a freedom. It's a freedom and it's a gift. And I'm giving that gift to myself by holding myself fully accountable for having someone on my show and passing him off as an insider when he wasn't. And also for not telling everybody who he was beforehand. I did share what I knew with some reporters behind the scenes because they had the mistaken impression that we were all cool day law. And I want to say, Hey, look, I do have some ethical issues here. If there's nothing else anybody can say about me, it's that ethics are important to me. Idealism is important to me. You want to talk about me working with famous people. I quit something to wrestle with when I knew it was going on the WWE network. I quit it and only four people knew about it to go to a show. That's a lot less high profile, but that I had a bigger ownership of that. I had a bigger part in it's not about fame. It's not about getting with people who are famous. It's about doing what's in my heart. The way that I'm motivated is by that. And so that for that reason, when I let people down by not being what I want to be for everybody else, it lets me down. It's my fault. I'm going to do better. And I apologize. I will never again have anyone on the show who is not who they say they are. And I will always be who I say I am. Thanks. Well, now that I've gotten my hello, this is Sal Governale message out of the way. I want to talk a little bit more about some wrestling journalism. Ryan Satin, a few months ago, right after WrestleMania, reported that Sasha Banks was seen sitting on the floor, pouting with Bailey. The person I talked to earlier, Brad Shepard, you know, an another thing he said, you know, he kind of characterized Sasha as a spoiled brat and having a tantrum and all this stuff. But this is what Satin reported. And Satin had four sources. Turned out, if you watched WWE Chronicle, that that may not have been the case. Ryan took it pretty hard. Like Ryan posted today that he believes his story contributed to Sasha's mental health not being what it could be because that was the topic of the Chronicle. 
and that he feels bad for reporting what he reported. Now, he never put it on Pro Wrestling Sheet, but he did tweet it. However, I got to say, Ryan, you're being too hard on yourself. So what's the story? Why did it get reported? I had an interesting conversation today with someone who actually is a WWE insider that told me that the idea was to put the story out there that Sasha had a tantrum so that when she she's going to take a break and when she comes back, she comes back as a heel. That is a story that I got. I guess I believe that story because it makes sense why Satin reported what he did. Four different people from WWE decided to work him and he put out the story. Who, like... Who could be immune to that if four different sources, and and for those of you who are going, he didn't ask four different sources, let me tell you another bit of truth. When Robbie E. left why it ended, Robbie E., my friend, my podcast partner, the person with NXT, when he left podcasting, we ended the show, sat and contacted me. He's like, hey man, I have two sources that are telling me that Robbie E. is going to NXT. I said to Satin, I can't confirm i don't know anything about that blah 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 and the fact is sounds like shit i really want to run this because it's a cool story but if i don't have these sources i can't run it okay cool thanks for your time i'll move on to the next thing even though he already knew in his heart like he figured out he's like fucking he's leaving wide ended of course he's going to nxt because i didn't give him that third source he couldn't go with the story it it, it brick walled there and that was it so when we look to tie this all together, when we look at Orion Satin and we look at a Dave Meltzer and we look at a Brad Shepard, it's not all the same thing. As much as I have, quote unquote, heat with Dave Meltzer, the reality is I don't dislike the guy and I don't think he does a bad job. He did a Harley Race write-up. He did an Eddie Marlin write-up. They were fantastic. And he reports factual stuff most of the time. He doesn't report opinion as fact most of the time. Now, it's true. I believe he's slipping a little bit. And I do believe he owes me an apology. But you can't put him in the same category with someone like Shepard, who is not a reporter, who does not get the right sourcing, who does not report accurate stories ever. It's apples and oranges. When I apologized online and people said he's just like Meltzer, I had to go, no, 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 he's not at all like Meltzer. Meltzer's a reporter who fucks up sometimes like all of us do. Shepard is a guy who makes shit up. And Satin is a reporter who works hard. He's young and he is motivated and he is really trying to make a stake for himself the best way he knows how. And he's learning from his mistakes as he goes along. I don't know if you realize, but he used to be a lot more outspoken on Twitter and things like that. Now he's just doing the job of being a journalist. and He's doing a great job of it. In closing, Ryan Satin said something like, if I get a story like this again, I won't report it. You know, there was no way for you to know, Ryan. There was no way for you to know that Sasha was going through her shit and that you were getting work. Don't blame yourself, dude. You did the best job. You reported the news as you saw it. You at least didn't make it up. And that's more than what I can say for someone else. And what I can say is I'm so happy you guys are joining us every day on Total Engagement. Of course, if you paid attention to Bloodsport, you might have seen our logo on the mat. Downloads are going up. We're going places. I want you to come along with us on this ride and you can say, hey, remember when? Yes, we're going to remember when because this is going to be the largest fan podcast of all time. Why? Because we'll have the most hosts, me and all you guys, because it's not my show. It's our show and it's total engagement with you and me, Matt Coop. 
Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky. Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere playing at luckylandslots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18+ plus. terms and conditions apply. See website for details.